If you would, real quick, turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. So for those of you guys that don't know me, my name is Curtis, and I get the opportunity to serve here as the student pastor. And so when I got here, they actually put me on a diet of Mountain Dew and pizza so that I can have all the energy in the world. So wake up. It's good to be here. It's an awesome Sunday. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to start with that. But I'm Curtis. Uh, I get the awesome opportunity to serve here. Um, it's so good to see you. Pastor Travis is out of town this week. He is in Europe visiting Vance, his daughter. Uh, he's having an awesome time over there. He even got to do like a Bikes for Kids uh, event the other day, which looked like it was a really good turnout, really awesome. And so he asked me to, to preach to all of you guys this morning, and I'm so excited to be here. And so today, as we start this True Love series, we're kind of introducing uh, the idea of family today. And so I figured, since I haven't really gotten the opportunity to share my story, share a little bit about myself in front of all you guys, that I would do it today. Pastor Travis thought that would be a cool idea, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit about myself. Is that all right? Yeah. All right, cool. So since we're talking about family, I guess I'll introduce my family to you guys. And so I have a picture of my family up here today. Uh, this is my whole family, uh, me and all my siblings and my parents. Uh, that's my mom and dad, Dalen and Robin, and then my seven younger siblings, well, myself and then my seven younger siblings. That's uh, Brooke, Bryce, Dalen, Rose, Spring, Robinson, and Brody. Hope you got all that. Um, but they're awesome. I love them. And they, they just have raised me to love the Lord. And just growing up with that many siblings has been awesome. I get to be the oldest of all of them, which is crazy. Uh, a lot of responsibility. But I kind of want to introduce each of them to you. I just tell you a little bit about them. So, um, so there's myself in the Hawaiian shirt. That's usually what I'm wearing. Hawaiian shirts. I have a large collection of them. Um, but yeah, my parents, my, Dalen and Robin, they're awesome. My mom actually homeschools, still homeschools all of them. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. But she's awesome. Uh, and she's really just raised me and grown me in an awesome way to just love the Lord. And my dad has done the same. Having a dad that loves the Lord is just awesome. And it's just helped me grow in so many different ways. And so uh, first, my sister, uh, Brooke, uh, she's actually here today. She's over there somewhere. And uh, she's at OBU with me. And so it's been awesome getting to, getting to be here with her. And she's actually studying camp administration. Uh, so she wants to run a camp. It's actually the most intense major on campus. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, she's awesome. She works for the International Mission Board right now, uh, mobilizing missionaries uh, to do that. And so uh, it's been awesome to be here. She's my best friend, and it's just been so good to be here with her. Uh, Bryce is the tall one. Uh, he's taller than all of us. And uh, he's a senior in high school getting ready to graduate. I'm trying to get him to come to OBU. Hopefully, we'll see how that works out. But he plays a bunch of different sports, so he's trying to figure out some soccer and baseball stuff right now and decide between a few schools. Dalen is the next oldest, uh, Dalen Jr., and he is a sophomore in high school, and he enjoys doing backflips and all sorts of things like that. Uh, he's really into that sort of thing. He's very energetic, and uh, you should see it someday. It's really amazing. I don't know how he does it. I can't. Uh, and then River is a freshman in high school, and she plays volleyball and uh, all sorts of other so sports, softball. And uh, she's really grown up over the years. Uh, she's grown up a lot since I left home. Uh, and so it's been awesome to see her grow up. And then Spring, she's the wild one. Every family has one. Uh, but she's awesome. She is her middle name. Uh, her middle name is Joy, and she brings so much joy to our family. And so just getting to have her in our family has been so good. And then Robinson. Uh, he's, uh, my mom's name's Robin, so he's Robin's son. Uh, he's, 
he's uh, nine, I believe now, and he's getting ready to go through his chubby phase, or actually just started his chubby phase. Uh, I actually got the privilege of going through that when I was in elementary and middle school. Uh, none of my other brothers had to do that for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and then Brody is the youngest, and he is, he's, he's, a, he's funny. My mom tells me all the time, like texts me or sends me videos of him just telling jokes. He's hilarious, and I, I'm like looking forward to him growing up and seeing what the Lord does with all of them even. So that's a little bit about my family, and they, they have done such an awesome job of raising me and pointing me to Christ. And so that's the picture of my family, a uh, little bit about them, uh, so you guys can know about me uh, and who I am. And so just introducing them, uh, and I'm actually, they live in Florida still, I'm from Florida, and so you might think, why are you here in Oklahoma? Uh, it's always sunny in Florida. The weather's always nice. Why would you ever leave the vacation spot of Florida to come to Oklahoma? And so the weather is so much different here. Like coming here, like they told me, you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. And it, that's true. Like this last week we had like what rain, tornadoes, probably snow somewhere and uh, hail, all sorts of different, different types of weather. So it's been so different transitioning from being with my family to being here. And actually, in between leaving home and then coming here, I got the opportunity to live in Missouri for a couple of years. Um, I played the awesome sport, the best sport in the world. Everybody say it with me. Chess. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I actually played baseball for a couple of years uh, over in Missouri. And uh, after two years of playing, that, playing the, that sport, the Lord just, you know, gave me that opportunity to be there for a couple of years. Uh, he, he really called me to full-time ministry. He said, hey, I want you to transfer. I want you to go into ministry full-time. And so I was looking around at schools, and I knew I wanted to study ministry. And the Lord kind of opened the door of OBU. And I really enjoyed the Midwest, so I figured I'll, I'll stay here for a little bit longer. And so I came to OBU, and immediately I wanted to get plugged into a church and find a church home. And so after searching around, I came to Faith Co., and Pastor Travis gave me the opportunity to come on board here and be a part of the student ministry to serve the students. And I've been here officially since January working here, and it's been such an awesome experience. And so I just want to say to you guys, after all of that, going from home to Missouri to now here, that you guys are my family. You guys are my home. And I get to call you guys my family and my home. And I just want to thank you for that because you guys do an awesome job of being a family. I don't know if you've been to other churches or different places, but Faith Co. does such an awesome job of being a home, of being a family. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that. Thank you for wel welcoming me in over the last uh, several months that I've been here. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for letting me introduce myself today and, and be up here. Uh, and so today, I just want you to look at your, look at your neighbor and say, Hey, you're my family. And so, talking about family today, the idea of family, I want us to look into scripture and dive into scripture. So I'm going to pray real quick, and then we're going to dive into the word, all right? Dear God, thank you for this day, and just thank you for this awesome opportunity to be here, to preach, and just give your word to these people, to my family, to this church home, God. And I just pray that you would move me out of the way today so that your word would be heard, and that we can experience you for who you are today. I pray that we would get something out of this today and learn how to better be a family. 
pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And so starting off, I want to jump into Ephesians 4. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach on 11 through 16, but I want to start out with 11 through 13. And it says, sorry, let me turn my page real quick. It says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, that's you guys, the church, the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so in the beginning, we see all these different gifts that we have, different things that we have. And so I want to start out with, number one, we want to act like a family. We want to act like a family, all right? We don't just want to, you know, say, hey, you're my family, but we want to act that way. And so in Ephesians 4, it talks about how he gave the apostles and the prophets and, you know, what are all these things? Well, we have all these different spiritual gifts that we've been given to use and build up the body of Christ. Every single one of you guys were given some sort of gift in some sort of way. And for those of you guys that have gone through growth track, you've gotten to take a spiritual gift test. And I don't know how many of you guys have gotten to take one of those, but you learn these words. You, you learn, oh, was I given the gift of apostleship or maybe... To, to be an evangelist or a shepherd or a teacher. We all have different gifts and we all serve different purposes. So we want to use these to equip one another. As it says in scripture, it says to equip the saints for the work of ministry. We want to be able to equip the church. Not just equip ourselves, but equip the person sitting next to you. And so we discover our spiritual gifts for this specific reason. So that we can attain and, and get to spiritual manhood or womanhood so that we can better look like Christ. Some of you guys might like working in the coffee bar, you might like working at the, as the ho part of the host team, welcoming people in as they come in. And in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about how we all serve different purposes, we're all different parts of the body. But you know, what happens if you take away the coffee bar, or you take away the host team? I mean, it'd feel like this church was missing something, right? We'd be missing something. Something would be different. Something would be off. And so you have to realize you all serve a specific purpose here at Faithco. And so we've been equipped to equip other people. We've been equipped with these gifts so that when people come in, we can help them discover their spiritual gifts and help them learn more of who Christ is, more of who the church is. And so as a family, we should feel responsible for building each other up, right? And we want to make sure that the person sitting next to us is equipped with everything they have. And so not only do we want to act like a family by taking on the gifts that we've been given, but we want to look like a family. So we don't just want to say, oh, yeah, I have this gift or that gift. We want to use it so that we look like we're a family. And so that's number two. We want to look like a family. And in Ephesians 4, verses 14 through 16... It says, you know, we've been given these gifts, we've been equipped with these gifts, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. 
So not only are we equipped with these gifts to build each other up, but looking like a family means we're going to love like one, right? We're going to love like a family. And so at one point, as we can see in here, we had to grow up. We were a child at one point getting pushed this way or that way by the world around us, but we had to grow up. And so at one point, we were that child in this family or the family that you have at home. We were a child, and we got pushed around. And so when we came in, this church had to help us and let us in. They had to, they had to welcome us in and say, hey, you have these spiritual gifts. Use them. Let me show you how to use them. And so at one point, you were that little child. And so you were, I don't know how many of you guys have little children or family members that are little, but you had to teach them what things to do, right? You had to help them grow up, help them walk through life. What happens if you had just said, oh, go be on your own. You do whatever you want. They wouldn't have grown up the right way, right? And so that's why I love my family is they, they really pushed me to, to grow, to look like Christ. And so I kind of want to give an example. Is like my, my call to ministry, when I was called to ministry, I was, I was in seventh or eighth grade, and I had this awesome youth pastor. And he knew I wanted to go into ministry, so he said, hey, come on, let's go. Let me walk you through all these things. And so he, through high school and everything, showed me the rope, showed me how to uh, run the youth ministry and different things like that. And I needed that. I needed to be told, hey, this is how you do it. This is how you grow up. And so now I'm get, I get to be here and get to serve all of you guys and serve with all of you guys um, because of, of the, of the um, example that he set for me. And so, like I said, some of you guys have little children and you had to teach them. How to, how to grow up. And a good family may not always get along. You may not always, you know, get along with the person sitting next to you, but you will always, always want what's best for the family member sitting next to you, right? You always want what's best for them. So when that child's growing up, you want what's best for them. You want to be able to help them grow. And so when you come into this church, we want what's best for the people that come in. And so I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm outside of the church, whenever I'm at the mall or getting dinner, it's always so encouraging to see like a little family just hanging out, having a good time, enjoying time at the park, wherever they're at. It's just so encouraging to me. But what if the church family was the same way? What if when we left these walls or even came inside of them, we treated one another like we loved each other and we wanted what was best for each other? And so in John 13, 35, it says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So how will the world around us know that we love Christ or we want what's best for our church if we aren't loving the people inside the church first? So this, is, this kind of takes me from, you know, not only should we act like a family and look like a family, but third. We need to love like a family. We shouldn't just look like one, and pretend like, you know, we get along or whatever outside the church. But we want to love one another and care for one another and build one another up. So this passage, or this, uh, the passage that we're talking about in John 13, 35, kind of points us to the second commandment. Um, and I don't know if you guys know the second commandment, but, you know, the first commandment is love God. The second commandment is love your neighbor. And this kind of points us to that, is how are we going to treat each other like a family if we don't love each other? 
And so the world around you will know you by the love that you have. The love that you have inside of you. So how can you love people outside of the church if you aren't loving the person next to you? And so for the longest time, I was trying to figure out, like, how, how do I explain the second commandment? What does that look like, like, in a tangible way? And one of my friends, when I was talking to him, I was asking, do you guys ha- kind of have anything to help me, help me out? And he sent me this quote by John Piper, and I think it, it kind of helps us better understand the second commandment and kind of grasp what it means. And it says, the second commandment seems to me to be an overwhelming commandment. It seems to demand that I tear the skin off of my body and wrap it around another person so that I feel that I am no longer myself, but I am that other person. All the longings that I have for my own safety and health and success and happiness, I now feel for that other person as though he were me. If this is what it means, then something unbelievably unbelievably powerful and earth-shaking and reconstructing and overturning and upending will have to happen in our souls. Something supernatural. Something well beyond what self-preserving, self-enhancing, self-exalting, self-esteeming, self-advancing, fallen human beings like me can do on our own. So what is this saying that I tear the skin off of my body and give it to somebody else? You know, every good, comfortable thing that I want for me, I just, I want it for myself. But if, but what this is saying is that I no longer want that for me and me alone. I want that for the person sitting next to me. I want that for the person that comes into the church. I want what is good for them and how I can help them grow. No longer, you know, what's good for me, but how can I help them? And so, as I was saying before, sometimes we grow up and we have to assume this responsibility. And at one point we were that child and then we grow up and then we, we leave or we go different places. But the world is constantly around us, pushing us this way or that way, back and forth, to and fro, like the verse was saying. So we need people that are going to love us and say, hey, I want what's best for you. I want to love you. I want to, to give you everything that I have, every good thing that I have, I want to give it to you. And so it doesn't just happen, though, right? We can't just, you know, say that we're going to do all these things, say that we're going to love each other, say that we're going to put actions to our words. We have to experience something, something different, something that, that this world can't really give us, but something that only Christ can give us. And that's real love, real love. If we haven't experienced Christ's love, how can we love our church? How can we love our family or the people we say that are our family? And so in order for us to experience Christ, we have to see who he is. And our love for others will come from that love that we have for him. And the people outside of these walls, I don't know if you've noticed, but people watch you when you leave church or you go to restaurants. They say, oh, they're kind of dressed up. They must have gone to church today. People watch you. And they see you loving others and the way you love others, and they ask, why? Why are you loving them this way? Why are you going to downtown Shawnee on, like, random afternoons during the day just to work with the homeless, to serve the homeless, to feed them? Why are you doing these things? Why are you leaving this building? You know, shouldn't you just, you know, do your thing in here and then? But why are you going outside of these walls to do these things? Because we get the opportunity to share Christ. 
We get the opportunity from experience Christ. We get the opportunity to share Christ. And so in loving other people, we begin to look like Christ. And in verse 15 of Ephesians 4, it talks about growing up, but not just growing up. It talks about growing up into Christ. So we don't want to just grow up just for the sake of growing up. We want to grow up so that we, as a church, look like Christ. And I think Faithco does such a good job at this. Faithco does such an amazing job at this. I love this church because you guys love Christ. When I came here, you guys welcomed me in. You guys said, hey, come be a part of the family. And I love that about Faithco. I love that about Faithco. But what happens if you don't just keep it here? You guys go out and do it. You guys go out and love each other outside of the walls of church and love other people from that. I think that's when, when something crazy happens in, in the life of the church, in the life of the body, the family. They begin to grow. They begin to grow up when we love each other. And so when we are growing up and maturing and going from that little child in the faith, we begin to not only look like a family, like I said, but look like Christ. And so ultimately, we want to look like Christ. So the first commandment tells us to love God with everything that we have. And from this love that we have for Christ, our love for other people comes from that. And in Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So we were talking about taking the skin off of our body and giving it to somebody else. Like, why in the world would we do that? Because we've experienced Christ. Somebody who has literally torn the skin off of his body and gave it to you. We love because Christ first loved. And we want to exemplify him in the world around us. So when he was hanging on that cross, he was saying, I want to give them life. I don't want what's good for me. I want what's good for them. I want what's good for the body, for my bride, which is the church. And so in order to love better as a family, we have to imitate that example, imitate what Christ did and the love that he had for the church, so much so that he gave himself up. What happens if you were to give up your life, the life that you want, the good things that you want for yourself, and you looked at your neighbor and said, here, have all of these things, have these good things, come be a part of the family, join the family, come on, let's go. They're that little child. They're walking in the door. They're, they're not spiritually mature yet. You're walking with them. You say, come on, let's go. Let's go this way. Let's go this way. Let me teach you all of these things. I want to show you who Christ is and what he's done in my life. Because you've experienced it. You've seen something different in your life because of Christ and the love that he has for you. And so I just want you guys to experience this. And, and experience the love that he has for you so that you can love one another. Just as you guys are always already doing, do it more. You can always love the person next to you more. You can always show them more and help them grow more and love them more. So in closing, I want to say, do you walk with Christ? Do you walk in the love that he has shown you? And do you treat Faithco Church as your family? 
you treat one another as your family? Do you love them as your family? Because Christ is our example. Christ is the example that he set for all of us. He set that example so that we would be able to live it out. So that when we are being those apostles, those prophets, those evangelists, we've been equipped because Christ has equipped us. So when we are, feel like we're that little child, we can look to Christ and he can, he can guide us. And the church around us can help come alongside and guide us. And so just think about that this week. Am I walking in that love? Am I experiencing that love so that I can better serve my family? So I just want to pray for us real quick and uh, go into a time of prayer. So if you guys would bow your heads with me. Dear God, I just thank you for this day and just thank you for the opportunity to be here and serve you and love you and point each other closer to you. I thank you for this family, my family, my home, and for what they do for me and those around them, God. And I just pray that as we go out today, as, as we are serving you and as you are equipping us, we would point people to you. We would welcome people into the family so that we can love one another better and better serve you and better grow as a church, God. Because you are our ultimate example. And I, hope, I pray that you would help us to act and look and love like a family so that we can ultimately look like you. Pray this all in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Christ, if you haven't experienced the love that he showed you, I just want to say, come join the family. Be a part of the family. We're standing here. We're welcoming you in because we love you. We want what's best for you because Christ wants what's best for us. He showed us what is best, and we want that for you as well. We no longer want the good things for ourselves, but we want the good things for the church as a whole. And so if you don't know Christ, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, let today be that day that you give your life to Christ, that you say, God, I want to walk in this love. I want to experience this love. So if that's you today and you haven't experienced Christ, if you want to just slip your hand out, nobody's looking around, just so I know I'm praying for you. I want, I want to know that I'm praying for you today. If there's anybody out there that, that doesn't know Christ, he gives you true love, this love that we're talking about. And he wants you to experience that today. So if there's anybody out there, I just want to be praying for you. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear God, I just thank you for this true love that you showed us in your son, God. I thank you for the love that you have given us and shown us in Christ. And I pray that if there's anybody here that hasn't truly experienced that and doesn't feel like they're truly a part of the family, that they would come to know you today, that they would surrender their life to you so that they can be equipped and serve the church better and love you better, God, so that your body can grow. I just pray that we would help one another to realize that we can't live without each other. We are all a part of this body for a reason. We all do different things and serve for a reason. And I just pray that we'd realize that this morning. I thank you for this family that you've given me. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to preach this morning. I pray that, that we all learn something today, that we all learn something from this. And I just thank you for, for giving us family, for giving us this home. And I pray that as we go out today, you would just help us to make you known in everything that we do. 
that we would love each other not just inside these walls but outside these walls as well so that we can bring people, more people into the family. And I just pray this all in Jesus' name, amen. If you guys would go ahead and...